The contents of our show have many references to alcohol and drinking. We want to acknowledge our friends in recovery and let them know we love you and support you. If you or someone you know is a person with substance use disorder, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. Sitters here, taxis not far, meet you at the closest bar. No toddler grass until sunrise, slowly sip that whiskey ride. Gather parents for it's near, it's time to hit that bottle of Hello! Hello, everybody! Hey, you. Oh, hi, guys. Hey, ladies. Hey, people. Oh, no, cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Screwed it up already. Hello, everyone. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. It's called Hitting the Bottle, and you're here forever. Yes, thank you for joining us today. We've had some minor technical difficulties, but we're here now. (laughs) What else is new? (laughs) I know. We should just change the name of the podcast. (laughs) Um, I actually really loved... Quitting the bottle because we don't know what we're doing. But we're not quitting drinking. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's be real. Uh, I, I, uh, I wanted to say that I think we should change the name of the podcast to uh, what? What was that? Whoever there, we had a new review, and I'm obsessed with it. The new, the definition of mom brain was um, what she wrote as the subject, and it made me laugh so hard because I'm like, yeah, we lost all our brain cells, and we just keep losing them because we drink, and that's that. I loved it. Well, we care. We we have intelligence about the good stuff. It's just when we get on to the podcast with you guys, we're just like, oh, what the fuck are we talking about again? We're also like, we don't know how to use uh, technology. No, so maybe. it's complicated. It's quite complicated. It's moving so uh, fast. Compli- you know, technology moves very com- quickly. Yeah, and these computers are not up to our speed. We need quicker, quicker. Yeah, um, I just told my computer it has one job, and that's to just be a computer and it just it just wasn't being a computer (laughs) uh i I talked to my joseph my my joseph i talked to my friend joseph the other night uh zoom call it was like nine o'clock i'm like i have to go to bed now (laughs) he was it's like midnight his time he's like partying i'm like i gotta go to bed but he was really funny he's like guess what i'm doing and he held up a bottle and he went like knocked on it yeah and i was like what are you drinking i don't know he's like i'm hitting the bottle I was like, you are. Yes, you are. I knew I loved you for a reason. That's adorable. It was really cute. Uh, Let's get him on the pod. Oh, Joseph, he would love to be on the pod. Yeah, I think he could. um, Yeah, he has some things he could talk about if he felt like comfortable. I'm like, I know everybody's secrets. Whose secrets can we air? Yeah, let's just exploit everyone. (laughs) <laughs> that's comfortable to say. exploiting themselves yes it's too soon to say let's pull a megan and just exploit I everyone yes <laughs> i don't think so i think that yes you know hey. i think it, it ha- never too soon could have been a minute after that interview and we could have said that yeah well how are you doing person me listening? no oh. no not you the person listening how are you how am i are you asking i'm good thank you Actually, that's bullshit. (laughs) We're losing it rapidly. Yeah, that's okay. But I'm not good. That's okay. We don't always have to be good. No, we don't. Do you want to talk about it? We can talk about it a little bit if we want to. But um, yeah, first, just want to say hi to, you know, you who's listening, if you're driving in your car, whatever you're doing. I hope you're having a good day. It is International Women's Day today. It certainly is. Um, so give it up for the ladies out there, but well, how are you doing, Sarah? First, <laughs> let's see how, how that goes. <laughs> we're fine. We're alive. It's fine. Yeah. There's, you know, um, yeah, you know, just the same old sleep drama that it's getting better and then extremely, extremely horrible. <laughs> and then the next night it's better. So we're working on it. Uh, I, I, I broke a glass. This is actually kind of silly. So this is kind of lighthearted. But I, uh, when we were at, uh, when we were at Whole Foods, I wanted to get a whiskey, st- not a whiskey stone, but like one of the whiskey, I told you I got one of the whiskey uh, ice cube Locks. things. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Owen, as we were like walking around Whole Foods, he took a piece out of it and like broke it. The one that was in the cart. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go put this one back and get a new one. Yeah. So I did. And I'm like, okay, I put that one back. I was like, oh, sorry, people. And I bought a new one. Fuck Jeff Bezos, whatever. Uh, Yeah. Well, yeah, seriously. Uh, But Owen did the same thing to it anyway and broke it when we got home. He just pulls the little piece out and I fixed it that time. Uh, And then today when I went to make my drink – it had, it had broken itself. The water had, had made the plastic crack, so it was completely shattered. And as I was trying to get it out of the container, which I feel like was just my karma for putting it back and getting a new one and being an asshole, uh, <laughs> but the plastic was shattered. The ice was, like, breaking out of it. It was, like, huge. Uh, and that's why when I was trying to put it in my glass, it shattered. Were you, like, banging the, the ice? I, I was, like, just trying to, like, get it out. <laughs> I was trying to be gentle, but it was mm. stuck. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't it's it's not one of those silicone ones that you could just like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so one of my favorite glasses I've had from Anthropology forever. It was like it's this like gray smoky whiskey glass down for the shattered all over the floor. It's like glitter confetti of glass party disco on my floor. Sounds fun. Um Yeah, so I had to clean that up right before this happened. But um, you know, that's just the metaphor of this last week has been just shattered glass sort of shattered kind glass. of week. Watch where you're <laughs> walking. Glass kind of week. Don't step on it. Uh, yeah. Wear Be your aware. slippers around the house. Be aware. <laughs> the shiny thing is not always great. Mm. Um, anyway. The metaphors are endless. They could that. keep going. Could keep yeah. going. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was nothing. I've just, it's just a, uh, funny little anecdote to, yeah. um, the circle of, uh, life that was the weekend, but yeah. How are you? You know, it's a, you know how I am. <laughs> I do know how you are. Um, so yeah. What you, if you want to talk about it, you know, there's just a big, Life transition, I think, is what we can sum it up as happening mm-hmm. right now. And it's hard and it's um, scary. And obviously, I'm like really kind of a mess about it. So I am going to mm-hmm. cry right away. But um, there's just some things that are that I see changing in my life that are really scary to think about the parts of the change. I'm not scared about the change. It's the mm-hmm. each part of the change that is really overwhelming and scary. And um, there's a lot of different levels to it and aspects to it. And I think just each one of them like hits me at different times during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the end result I think is what's best for me, but it's, um, I'm kind of like in the fucking thick of it right now, I guess you could say like, and I think that this is, I was talking to Chelsea the other day and she's like, you're in like, you're in like the belly of the storm right now. Like you're, you're kind of like in it and like life's moving really fast and slow at the same time. And it's like, everything's spinning so fast. I know it's just going to stop and I'm going to be where I like, I'm going to land at where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Such a good point. But it's, uh, it's it's hard right now you know it's kind of like what we talked about last week like it's it gets better you know like something somebody said to me the other day was like you know it's not going to be like this forever and that's true but it's like I know that but I I don't want to deal with this anymore yeah like I'm I'm checked out yeah, it's just uh, a lot of tears this week. <laughs> I'll say a lot of, a lot of crying, and it feels really good. Like last yeah. night, I like took a bath and, um, just like played fucking depressing music and lit a candle. Like you, we Facetimed, and you're like, "Are and you even? I- <laughs> are you even on the fucking?" Phone? And then I yeah, and then I called her. I was like, "Watch me put makeup on." <laughs> yeah, but this I was will like, make yes, you feel better. That I can do. That I'm capable of doing right now. <laughs> You don't even have to talk yeah. in darkness and watch me. It was like the El Maquillage, whatever. So yeah. people know, like, that's a hot commodity. We were, I was very excited to see Sarah put on this makeup. 
but I took a bath and it was like pitch black and they had um, just like one candle going and just, I just keep crying. I just, I keep crying. Like everything, I can just be like perfectly fine, whatever the fuck fine means. And then like, I think about something and my heart just like drops to my fucking stomach. I mean, it's your, your body's reacting. Your body is reacting to it. Like this is something that you, like, I I think Chelsea's point and that what she said is it couldn't be more on point. You are in the belly of the storm. And not only that though, it's not something that just came up. Like these are things that you've been feeling and had to deal with for so long, but you haven't dealt with them. So now you're dealing with them in a way that your body is going, thank God I can, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to cry. I'm going to let this out. I'm going to, you know, so it's hard and it's the shitty hurtful part of it that you got to get through. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm proud. I don't want to say I'm proud of you because I don't, I don't know if that's like condescending, but I am very proud of you. I'm happy for you. Um, not happy that you're going through the pain, but I think that what you're doing now will lead to so many brighter things and days. Yeah. Um, and lighter. Yes. Days. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you. But I know it sucks, and I just, you know, I'm here. We're here. We're all here. I know. Thank you. I'm sorry to be so vague, but um, they don't need to know your business. Yeah, you'll know someday. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll figure it out someday. But uh, so that's what's going on with me. It's been a lot of um, a lot of tears, a lot of um, trying to get in some alone time here and there, and kind of figure my shit out, figure my head out, which you know is a blessing and I'm privileged that I'm able to go and have that alone time. But, um, yeah, you had a whole, uh, you had a whole like sweet night last week. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Sweet, I didn't talk sweet. about it. No. Yeah. I had a little, we'll be posted about it, but I had a little, we'll um, about it, yeah. a little momcation is what I called it. But, uh, I went out and I, and I got myself a, uh, I was going to say boozy little hotel room, but bougie little hotel room. Well, that's, it that's ended boozy up being too. boozy. It was <laughs> just, just me by myself. <laughs> Passed out after too many martinis. <laughs> no, but um, I went out. I had some drinks. I saw some, a couple people that I knew and um, kept it safe, of course. Um I had like, so I like usually like to stop after like one martini, but I had more than one martini. And cause I just know it's like a rocky start. Like it's not oh, a rocky yeah. start. It's a great idea. I highly suggest have, starting off with a martini. Cause then you're like good for the rest of the night. But, um, you had buzzed immediately. Yeah. You're, you're like drunk immediately. You're like zero to 16, <laughs> like fucking 20 minutes. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do I'm being serious about tonight. I want to fucking drink tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I had um, quite a few, not too many because, you know, I'm fine, but I um, had a couple and um, and then I just like went up to the hotel room and I like, just like fell asleep and I woke up at two and I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> How did I get here? 2 a.m.? Um, yeah, two, I woke okay. up at 2 a.m. So I was like, I, I went to the hotel room early. I was safe. I had somebody who was at the bar that I was at, like knew where I was going to go up um, to the hotel room. Cause it was a, I, the last place I was at the bar was inside the hotel. So I was like, you know, they, they were on top of it. Cause I was alone at that point. Anyway, anyway, um, went upstairs, fell asleep, woke up at 2 a.m. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then woke up at, went back to sleep, woke up at like eight and it was so dark in the room. And I was so confused. I was like, oh my God, it's like one o'clock. I need to go get my kid. Like, oh my God, like she's probably <laughs> abandoned somewhere. Like I have no idea what to do. I woke up and it, I don't even think it was eight. I think it was like 6.30. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, can't you just sleep in? It's like you're one night. No. Like nobody's bothering you. Like yeah. not a yeah. soul. Of course. And I hate, wake up at 6.30 and I'm like, fuck and your this. mom, Yeah, your mom clock, your body's like. <laughs> yeah. It's 6 a.m., bitch, wake yeah. up. 
Oh, I forgot to mention that I also ordered McDonald's when I got up to the hotel room at night. Oh, no. And you missed but it. But I met, I fell asleep. So I, oh, no. um, I don't know where it went. But maybe <laughs> I hope somebody got it. <laughs> you would think they would just leave it outside the door of the hotel. No, they can't do that. They can't, You can't, like, go up in without a, right, right, a room right. key. Got it. Got so, it. Yeah. Well, also, um, maybe they left it at the front desk. I know. But then, like, they didn't call. So or maybe they did. I don't know. I didn't check the back. <laughs> Maybe At first, when you were like, I slept till 2, I was like, wait, did you sleep till 2 p.m. that oh, day? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I would have to I be like. I not done that. In a, I don't even know what I would have to yeah. do to sleep in that late. That's not possible. I don't think possible. I've done that. I don't think I've. I haven't done that in so long. I, I can't even remember. Because even really? when I. I mean, let's be real. When I would drink in like New York before Owen, I would drink. Sometimes I wouldn't even sleep and I'd like go to work or I'd like sleep for a little bit and then I'd wake up and be like, let's do this again. Uh Like what life was that? Yeah. A a dangerous one. A dangerous one. No, like at 10 o'clock it's like, woo. Yikes. Really really pushing the clock today. Missing missing out on so much. (laughs) It feels feels bad. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was nice. Um, And then as we posted, you know, you just had, had a, had to cry again. Of course, just had to have one good cry before I left the hotel room and then drove home and I think cry the rest of that day too. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I also yeah. cried this week, uh, but I cried, watch, well, I cried Saturday watching uh, the new $29 Disney movie. <laughs> Spent 30, I was so emotionally fucked up on Saturday. Uh <laughs> That I, why are we listening to this podcast? Let us tell you how to be a parent. Drink and be emotionally fucked up. And well, listen. Here's why. Why I was emotionally fucked up is because directly related to my child sleeping. And by sleeping, I mean not sleeping. Right. Saturday, Friday night. You know, I've talked about this on an episode, and it's it's not over yet. And I'm still going through it, and I'm working on it with uh, a sleep expert and she's wonderful. Uh, I almost told her Saturday I quit. I almost I almost messaged her Saturday. It was like, Kim, it's over. It's all over. <laughs> break up with Kim. <laughs> break it up with Kim. I don't care if Owen sleeps with me forever. I can't do this anymore. Um, I was so upset that I ordered Raya and the Dragon. Raya and the Dragon. I can't even That's remember her name. how you handle a rough day. I handle it by going, maybe this will make Owen watch it. And I ended up watching the whole thing and Owen like left to play like didn't even care about it and i'm just bawling and he's like mom is it good uh you would like it because it's not a musical uh he was like mom stop crying i'm like i'm allowed to cry he's like i gotta get you a tissue and he like brought bringing me tissues he's like is there blood in there i'm like no why would there be blood in my nose i don't understand that i cry Um, blood i just (laughs) i don't understand that question what's going on uh, but he was very sweet, uh, and then little. we had two two better days. Yes, yeah, I I bleed, <laughs> I, I I bleed blood. I bleed. That's fucking badass, dude. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, you guys, let's talk about. It's been a. It's been a. It's been yeah. You know, it's okay to. It's here's the thing. It's okay to go through some shit. Yeah, and it's better to talk about it. Because yep. I wouldn't want to sit here and be like, I had a great week. No. Listen, yeah. my um, I have a group chat and somebody asked, how is your guys' weekend going? And I didn't respond. And one of the person, one of the people that's in that group chat messaged me separately who knows what's going on with me. Yeah. And was like, um, you know, just like, how are you doing today? And I'm like, I'm okay. I didn't want to respond and be like, oh, I'm good because then I'd be lying. And then I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm okay because I didn't want to get into it with this person. Yeah. yeah. So it was, um, you know what? It's um, it's okay to keep your boundaries and and not be okay. Yes, it is. And I also, think- if you if you don't want to say anything about it, don't say anything about it. But yeah. it, it it feels like when we first got on, it's like, how are you doing? I'm like, good. It's like, what the fuck? No, like not. that's your emotional. Re- <laughs> that's your like immediate reaction, yeah, though. You yeah. know, you're like, I mean, it, good. Yeah. And yeah. it yeah. feels. And you can't just like somebody walking by in the hallway, like, how you doing? And you're like, fucking terrible. All well, right, how are you? Roll up those sleeves, baby. You ready for this? Do you have like fucking 45 minutes? Let's yeah. go. At least. I'm, I'm just dropping off your Uber Eats order. 
Okay. Uh, it's funny because Gigi and I usually work out and she had, she had a rough weekend this weekend too. And I, she like kind of told me about everything that was going on. And I was like, listen, listen, take time, take the time you need. I don't care. We don't have to work out. Take your time. It's not a big deal. And then today we hopped on and we did one and, um, you know, she was telling me about her, her woes with Kit and, and I'm sorry, Gigi, I'm talking shit about you right now. I'm not talking shit about you, but I'm talking about you. Um, but in that moment she's like, I I had to look cause you said you had a rough weekend too. And I had to look to see if like Mercury was in fucking retrograde or something Mm. because what's going on. And I'm like, it's funny. It's just that it feels like this, just the, the, the Ides of March are upon us. I don't know what it is because Mercury is actually not in retrograde right now, but yeah, didn't um, it just like stop being in retrograde? It just stopped, and then it was. Then the rest of the world was like, nah. I think it's just called <laughs> the world is a fucking shit show. It's just twenty twenty one. It's like the. Uh, it's like the the anniversary of last March has come mm-hmm. upon us to haunt and destroy our happiness. I'm just like <laughs> feeling <laughs> all the fucking feelings. Like it's so overwhelming. It's a lot. And beautiful and great. And I've suppressed so many feelings for so long that it's amazing. But like, holy shit. I just want to be like, girls, shut up. Like, turn off because it's it's like fucking waterworks, emotional, heavy shit over here. And I think a lot of people are feeling that, though, you know? I think so, too. I think so, too. And I think that, you know, listen – Either listening to us will make you feel seen or make you feel better about your own life. Yeah. So really, we're providing you a lot. A service, of, yeah. Uh, we're doing a service for you, so. You're welcome. Um, you're quite welcome, yeah. <laughs> but um, should we talk about, should yeah. we talk about Miles now? What are we talking about today? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, uh, I find... I find this an interesting topic. I find this an interesting topic because um, if I were to like revert back to right after Owen was born and you think about it growing up too, but let's, let's like stick to parenthood for a minute. Okay. You think about when your kid was first born, you're going like, I don't know if you had like the, the Weiss, what was it called? Uh, I had a bunch, I had, I had all the, you had um, apps down too. And I wanted, I, I wanted apps. to, act to uh, ask you about them because I didn't have apps, but I followed somebody who was very, not followed them because of this, but I, I right, it was a friend yeah. of mine who was very um, regimented okay. with yeah. them. Yeah. Um, was very regimented with them, and, and I would see it, and I'm like, girl, you're stressing me out, like, by following these leaps and stuff. Right. And that was right, part of right. the thing that you were – Yes. Um, doing with Owen that app, right, that you had? Yeah. Uh, I think it was Wonder Weeks was the one. Or can it, there's a couple. So I, I like – I had a couple and they would, you would get up, uh, notifications, which, which you hate. I also don't like notifications, but I signed into them because it was like, okay, what's going to let me know. So the leaps are like, uh, developmental moments. Um, like when they're having a leap, it's when they're going to maybe have a, a, a emotional response to something. So it's like, okay, right now they're, um, their motor skills are getting better. They're working on their motor skills. And then they have a leap where they're emotionally like they're a little, uh, they're a little bit uh, harder to handle or they're a little bit frustrated or they're, you know, cause there's something happening in their brain. And then it goes on to next they're working on speech. You know, these are, uh, I, I'm just making things up. So I'm not saying these in any order, <laughs> but that's, that's sort of like the, the, the process I, yeah. of it. So it was always like, and like now I still get, um, I just got an email from Kinadu, which I don't even remember signing up for, but it was oh, like, yeah. um, oh, and it's 34 months old today. Here's what he should be doing. And I'm like, oh, well, 34. Like, wow. Just say three. Just say it. I always thought those not, emails from- Not Kinadu. I know. Those emails, I still get them in my, I think in my like spam. Like remember is like yeah, yeah. 17.6 months old and this, this week. What, yeah. And this is what they're going through. And you're like, I don't, um, I don't know. But, but that, so Kennedy is one that's like helping your baby learn through play. I, I actually yeah. like that one's a little bit different. So the wonder weeks was really supposed to tell you, um, and, and I had another app that I was, there was so many apps. There was another one that I would, I was, um, putting in like when I was breastfeeding, when I was doing this and like, it, there was just so many things to, to, that you're told are supposed to happen and they're supposed to be one way. Yeah. Um, but, but I will tell you that I think in the beginning and no fucking clue what I was doing. Um, you know, they send you home with a baby and go good luck. So you're like, all right, I'll take whatever I can. And if there's a guide, 
then I'll take the guide. If you're going to give me a guide week to week and it's something I can hold on to and go, okay, this is where my kid's supposed to be. But at the same time, I think it's super dangerous in a way for a parent to look at that and expect their child to be on par with it, not knowing anything else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because sometimes our kids aren't and that's okay. Right. Right. And, and and you, and it's almost like, it's almost like when you go, um, when you feel a symptom and you feel sick and you go onto WebMD and you're like, well, now I have bone cancer. So right. like it's doing that, but with your kid. Yeah. Well, like you're, where's my kid supposed to be at? Oh my God, they're not there. Okay. There must be something wrong with them. And it's like, 100%. can we please understand? And we know this, that access to things lead to different developmental stages as mm-hmm. well as just personality and human nature and many different accords. But this idea of having these certain milestones hit so diligently and consistently is such a, um, I keep using macro, but like macro and like niche way of thinking. I just think that there's, it only applies to a certain percent of the population. Right. Uh, totally. Totally. Okay. And maybe it's, and it's the majority perhaps. And that's why it makes, makes sense to have them because you're mm. going this percent of children or this is where they're at at this point right, in time. Right, so right. like there's, there's a part where you're like, I get, I get it as a milestone checker of like, this is what like your average child is going to be at, at this point. Yeah. But at the same time, if it's accessible to everyone who doesn't like the, the 50% that don't have an average child, then you're giving them unrealistic expectations or unrealistic goals or whatever. And then also it leads to comparison to, you know, yeah. And, and that's so it's hard because I think about Gigi and when we had like, when we and her and Owen were like nine days apart, eight days apart, Owen and Kit, not Owen and Gigi. She's very advanced. She's my favorite with you. We work out. She tells me her woes. She talks about Mercury retrograde. She's the most genius. <laughs> Talk about milestones. She is a genius. Um, my goodness. Uh, but no, but, but, it, and, and not to say that like we would talk about it all the time, like where's Kit here and then like Owen's here. Right. But I remember feeling things like, um, not, not on her, not she wasn't doing it to make me feel, but if she'd say, oh my God, Kit's doing this. And I'd think in my head, Owen's not there yet. I wonder why. Yeah. And that's just because of, of the idea that there's milestones and that like if Kit's hitting them and Owen's not, why isn't he? And I felt bad about it. And like that is so crazy. <laughs> Right? Like, <laughs> well, it is so crazy. And it, that's, I think, the most terrifying and why I stayed away from it. And I think that this can circle back to also like why I stayed away from like baby books and everything. Like, I just didn't want to know. Like, I don't right. want to well. set myself up for like stressing the fuck out. But it's kind of unavoidable, uh, unavoidable because I followed a good amount of people that followed this. And I think, I guess it's, I, I don't know society maybe I should have done it I guess is what I'm I'm saying maybe I should have like followed it more but I always kind of had this like in my head I had this whole idea that like River was going to learn things as as she would and I would you know like obviously there would be like encouragement and education um but I felt really weird about like I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but this one person used to post like their leaps like, oh, well, then like so-and-so is going into their leap this week. And I'm like, well, River yeah. hasn't been there. Like, what's wrong with my kid? Right, and, then I, right. and then I like, I'm disappointed in my baby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Why am I disappointed in this right. beautiful little person who has no idea what, right. what the fuck is going on other than right. just like, love me, take care of me. And like, that should be enough. But yet here I am holding like incredibly high expectations or even just any expectation, right. a low expectation, right. whatever it might be, I'm I'm placing you on a, a sliding scale, which I think yes. is, as humans and as adults, we know how damaging it is. So why are yes. we doing this to our children? Yes. Well, I also think to the to the to the other end of that, or the flip side of that, like thinking thinking your child is advanced in a way because like because they're talking quick, mm-hmm. they're talking early, and everybody's going, "Oh my God, your kid's so smart!" Like, "Oh, he's so he's yep. so smart," or this and that, and you're like, "Okay, but I'm not going to put that pressure on him because if I'm looking at him and going, "Wow, he's a genius because he's talking right now." Right. But in reality, it's just like, okay, his vocal skills were good. That doesn't yeah. mean, you know, it's like, 
the other, the flip side of it, where you're like putting so much pressure on your kid because you, this milestone he hit early. So, he, right. you know, it's like, uh, no, it, either way, it's doing a harm, right? Like, right. or it can do a harm, I should say. Yeah. And it also, it means nothing. And it means nothing. It means nothing. I mean, my, you know, River is in um, speech class still. And um, according to whoever, her pediatrician two years ago thought that she has a, a speech delay. Um, you know, and I think I've talked about it before that my nephew also has had a speech delay and he is a very well adapted, like huge vocabulary kid at his age now. And it's like these things like just don't mean anything, but I've put pressure on myself with having a kid who's been in early intervention, um, to be like, and you know, I get impressed with Owen when I talk to you, I'm like, oh, wow. Like Owen speaks so well, or he has such a big vocabulary and I compare. And then I'm like, well, yeah, why, yeah. why am I doing that? Because, you know, maybe there's something else that like River does and Owen doesn't do. And like, yeah. and that's with every kid. And, yes. and we, yes. and we yes. put this weight on our, on our children. And, and it's like, I don't want to talk about the things that River doesn't do well, but when she's doing something well, or I'm doing something well as a mom, I'm like, oh, well, like she only eats like vegetables for breakfast, which is complete <laughs> bullshit. She doesn't. But if like, let's say that's the thing, it's like, I've heard other parents be like, um, well, we only do like blended organic food in the morning right, and I'm like, right, right. that's awesome. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's like the flip of like feeling it sad or, um, not worth as much because your kid isn't hitting these milestones, but then when they do, yes. you kind of take it too far and you're like, yeah. you're boasting about it. And it's like, right. I've, I've done that with certain things and it's like, ew, yeah. like, come on, like, you know what? It's like, it's bad until it happens to you. And then like, oh, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. No. But okay. No. I will say like, how do we talk about it? How do we talk about it without it getting to that point? Or like, yeah. how do we have this conversation? How, this is just a general question. I'm not saying that we have the answer to it, but like how to have a conversation with somebody without making them feel bad, but also saying that you're your child is doing something one way or the mm-hmm. other. Like, it's almost like, like if you're to tell me that you're feeling down because your child's not doing something, like I can't immediately come back to you and say, well, my kid does that. Right. Like there's that part of it, right? Like right. that's shitty. We don't do that to each other. Right. Or on the other end of it, like you're saying, oh, my kid's doing this so well, but like my kid isn't and I'm feeling bad internally just because. Like there's just, right. it's it's so it's so precious because right. motherhood, is, parenthood is so hard to begin with and we're so on ourselves about what we're doing right or wrong or, you know, is our kid, are we raising them? Whatever it is. It's like these conversations shouldn't have to be so gentle, but they, sometimes they kind of do. Right. Like it's It's, so sensitive. It's sensitive. We're sensitive. It's it's sensitive information. And when when it comes to something that is a part of you, um, you know, that's not saying because I gave birth, I'm saying because as a mother or as a parent, you know, regardless of how it is, that, your baby is the connection. Your, your ba- yeah, is your your thing to take care of. Okay, like it's it's you care about it so much. So to to have any comparison about it. Listen, we do this with everything in our lives. We yeah. compare everything in our lives, I and mean, this has been an ongoing conversation in all of our episodes that we talk about. Like it is this comparison that is just the the worst negative place that you can put yourself. Our in. joy thief. It's a exactly. Little, little... Fairy you know, thief we that love steals that. Our joy. We love that quote. You know, really like it, yeah. And um, in case you know, if you're listening and you don't know what that quote is, it's Sarah brought it up, and it's um, comparison the, is the thief of joy. Yeah, and it's it's. I love a simple quote like that when it's like yes, but it also like rings true so hard. And it is it is the thief the thief of joy because I I do it all the time, and I think that it's such a complicated thing to put anybody on a, on a pressure kind of scale, as I mentioned. But one thing that I did want to bring up and I have written down is, so we were talking like, um, it gets better with age. Right. And so this kind of, or not, it gets better with age or, or, or it gets better or whatever it is. So this whole idea of milestones kind of threw me to like this kind of like pivotal moment of I'm like, okay, so everyone says, Oh, don't worry. Every baby is different. Like, don't worry, yeah. like every baby is different. Every every baby is different. But then it's kind of followed up by like, oh, it just happens like that at this age. And it's like, wait, what? Like, you're really confusing me. 
is every baby different or should my baby be doing this at this age and then do something different at another at another age like I think that's like why I've been like so confused by what the fuck a milestone is because I'm like is it a thing or is it not a thing because some people are like oh don't worry about it like it gets better or don't worry about it like every baby is different like oh you know, like River's not eating so well right now. Like that's just part of her age. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then why are you telling me at three years old she right. should be doing this and this and this? Because right. you're fucking confusing me. Right. Well, it's almost like as soon as you say, well, it's not doing it, they get, that's their response. It's the same. Mm-hmm. It's that same thing where you're going, oh, 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 it gets better. But you're going, oh, 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 it's okay because it's that time. Like right. even I think about um, potty training because we had a hard time potty training. And I was at home. I hate to do this. I'm going to call him out again. But again, I know he doesn't listen. So um <laughs> And, and, you know, my dad made a comment like, um, well, he better, you know, he better, he's about time to get him potty trained, like Henry's potty trained. And Henry is our, uh, my nephew, who's like two months, three months younger than Owen. He was born three months after Owen. Um, yeah, like Henry's been potty trained and like, why isn't Owen? And I'm like, um, because I don't care right now. Like, (laughs) like, because you come clean up the shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, don't, don't put that on me, especially as a parent to a parent, like you're my parent. And I, what I need from you is, um, it gets better. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, no, no. What I, what I need from you is a, don't say anything. What I need from you is a, it doesn't, take your time. It, it doesn't matter. Or, it doesn't or matter. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Whatever, yeah. Whatever, was, whatever you think. Right. Cool. Maybe if he was 10 years old and couldn't shit on the bathroom potty that by would himself, be a like Maybe. that might be a problem. It, it depends but on the situation. It might not yes. be a problem. <laughs> it might not be a problem. Listen, if 10 years from now, he's still, you know, pooping in a diaper. He's not, he's, you know, potty trained except for at nighttime at this point, but uh, it wouldn't matter if he wasn't to right. be honest. But, um, but you know, those comments that come from, that come from people that also I think about it and I'm like, dad, do you even know when I was potty trained? Like okay. it's been 35 years since you've had a child that young. So like, what do you know about right. what it should be right now? And, uh, you know, and, and they don't think it's a comment that's hurting you because it's just like off the cuff, like, um, but it hurts you because it's your baby and maybe you're trying or maybe you're not, but it's still a comment that's like, don't, it's, ugh, it's just, you know, it goes back to that conversation we had many episodes ago where it's like, just don't say anything. Right. If you, like, what's the, what is that, what good is it doing if you're going to say something that, like, doesn't help? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It does. I mean, it doesn't. It, it doesn't help. But it's such a, it, you know, it's like these conditioned responses that we're supposed to have. And, like, I think that it gets really tricky because we're saying, like, let's not have... It's not like we're saying don't go out and celebrate your child's advances and their per- their progression, but I think that there's a way to do it where you're not like, oh, and like, oh my god, can you believe she's already doing this at like this age? Oh, it's right, like, well, right. sure, I I can because babies are amazing and incredible. Right. Um, but what are you saying that my kid can't though? Because they're the same age, right? <laughs> or like, right? Um, yes being aware of, I guess, being aware of your audience is one thing, but also just, um, you know, like seriously, every kid is different and everybody's, you know, we talk about this a lot, like everybody's access to things are different. And, and we are, we are coming from a place of privileged people. So you know what, like, let's, uh, let's knock it off because it's, it's a, it's a little frustrating to me when I, when I figure like the, the school and education and, and um potty training things like this like people might not have access to do these things because of their life because of what where they live or because of the you know access access access, access that right. they have well, but, no, but yes i mean that and that's like not a develop that's not developmental so mm-hmm. it's like you're gonna and that's why but that's the other part of that like if 50 percent of these average children like where are you getting that poll of what the cdc says the milestone checklist should be right like who who are you polling and what is that because maybe that list is good for 50 percent of the population right. and i'm the sure it 50%, it's based on something yes it's, it's based there's on science something. behind it yes there's science there's 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 they've done their research i'm certain of that um but there is the there is the less fortunate uh uh um 
there are communities that don't have access to yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. those and those children um, are also put in places that they're with children who have access to things. So again, it goes to that like. Um, it doesn't mean my child is stupid because he can't do something that your child had access to help them with. Yeah. Also. Right. So there's just like a big, like, it's hard to shit on it because milestones I get are important to understanding the way children grow. You mm-hmm. know, like, yeah. uh, it's, 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 it's check marks or benchmarks to understand, uh, where their brain does this, where their brain does that. Yeah. But can't they just do that? Like, can't we just say um, the brain at this stage is learning all of these and your child might benefit or from A, B, C, and D and your child might uh, excel because they're right-brained this, 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 or this, or they might excel because of this, or maybe we don't talk about excelling and we just talk about what the brain absorbs at each time. Like, I feel like there's just a different way to talk about this that doesn't make us all feel like shit. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? And, and as you're talking about this, I'm going like, oh my God, like this is so f- fucked up. I almost think because like my idea with, you know, now as we're talking about it, I'm realizing maybe I hate societal norms so much, which I do. Yeah, yeah. I've hated so societal of norms since all of them, since I was born. I, it, you know, um, I'll get into it, but like, I think that River is going to feel pressure of societal norms when she's a preteen and a teen and an adult, and she's going to feel pressure to be popular, um, to get a job, to get a house, to get married, to have kids, to do this whole fucking life plan bullshit. Um, And I think that there's so much pressure to hit these milestones as adults. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. and I think it's like a way to... (laughs) I wrote down, I think it's a way to suppress social freedom. And I, and I know that's heavy and it might sound crazy, but I, I don't think so. I genuinely feel like I haven't had a statistically normal life plan. Right. And I feel like that in itself has taken the pressure off of me and other people's assumed pressure off of me. And what I mean by that is like, I don't go to family gatherings, one, because my family isn't so much like this, but I don't go to family gatherings and get asked like, when are you going to get married? Why aren't you in, you know, why aren't you in River's father like married yet? Like these kinds of things. I think I've lived my life in a way of avoiding what I should be doing. Right. And it's kind of made me release that kind of pressure and other people's kind of like pressure on me as well. And I think that's healthy. I I think it's healthy for me. Some people do need a life plan and they need to know their next steps and all of that. I kind of make up my plan as I go. And I'm a planner, but I make up my plan as I go. But I think that that encourages you to talk to River in a way that allows her to be open to, like she won't be so restricted by those social norms because you are not confined to them yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the hope, you know? Well, yes. And and society is society, so she's going to be confronted with it no matter what because she lives yeah. in a society. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, uh, I, feel, I feel like you that I never fit into the societal norms, but I tried so hard that like I damaged myself by not allowing myself to come through until I was way, way, way older. And, uh, you know, part of the reason I moved to California and I'm so far away is because I feel freedom in that. And that says nothing about anybody else. It's my own thing, but I feel freedom in being alone because I felt so confined to something that I never was. And I, I don't want Owen to feel that. And I'm sure he'll feel it in some ways because I might pressure him to be so free. He's going to be like, you goddamn hippie, you know, like, what, yeah. you know, right. Like it's I, like we talked about, it. it's like that cyclical, yeah. like yep. whatever. Um, let them be little, let them be, let them grow, chance. you know, like they are, let them be, let them be, let them be. they're, you know, they are pretty fascinating humans and they, they figure things out a lot on their own. And again, yes, there's encouragement and education, but I think that the beauty of letting somebody grow in their own space, in their own flower bed, let's say, you know, like their own water, their own love, their own sunshine. They're going to be fucking great. 
when you put them in this crowded space and everybody's trying to share and, and get the same water, I mean, it's just not going to fucking happen. You know, like you're not going to be as strong as you could be growing up with full intention and acknowledgement that you can be whoever you want at whatever right. time works for you. Right. Because right. that's right. what we want for our kids. Yes. Yes, whatever. And and that's the other thing. Like, let's just play to whatever their strengths are, meaning mm-hmm. whatever they're into. That's I, I do really like the idea of Montessori or 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 um, play, learn, uh, learn through play yeah, situation because it's sort of like, and again, I'm right brained. So I'm right brained. So I'm thinking that way because I feel like I would have really benefited from that growing up as opposed to like sit down and read this and do this shit. But, uh, but I think that most people would benefit from it because if you are someone who's uh, who likes to put things in a row and likes A, B, C, and D. Like, you'll do that in your play. So I think that it's just a very interesting... Anyway, I'm just saying, like, I think that being able to allow someone to discover what they're good at or what they like, whether it be mm-hmm. music or drawing or sports or science, like, they'll figure it out little and then they can kind of, like... And then I'm we're not, not to blame. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you can't blame me. You figured it. Listen, kids, you figured it out on your own when you were three. So that's your own fault. Mm-hmm. I do want to – this is like kind of nothing to do with anything, but you brought up again how like you didn't read anything or didn't know anything. And I, um, I wrote this down because I saw – so we both had a C-section. I never looked up what a C-section looked like. I didn't even know what was happening. There's no pictures of yeah. it, nothing. I saw my mom's and when, scar and I'm like, okay, so okay. They yeah. cut your right. stomach They cut open. you and that's it. Yeah. So uh, last week, one of, the, one of the accounts we follow on Instagram, maybe you – was it us? Yeah, it's us. It's on. It's hitting the bottle. Uh, I think I saw showed the poster. a C-section. Yeah. I saw that, and I was like, watched no! it. I watched it, and oh, I was like, I turned away so fast. What I thought was happening to my body. Yeah. Why I don't know. Like, why did I think? Do you want to share? It. It. Okay. So, in my mind, let me just say what in my mind I thought was happening during the C-section. For some reason, I just imagined my body just opened up. And they pulled out some things and they got the kid and then they took him mm-hmm. out. And like that little scar was just a little scar. Like you just don't, th- I just wasn't thinking about it. I was well, just thinking what like. what happened then? Well, <laughs> scared. That's what I thought. I thought they well, like, I mean, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Our, our scar is four small. inches wide, yeah. maybe. They're small. And it's just a line. Maybe five, yeah, yeah, four, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five inches above the right vagina. Vagina. We're gonna shout it from the rooftops, baby. Vagina. Vagina. <laughs> um, and I just thought maybe they just like go in with a tiny's hand. Yeah, they just like, or like for some for some reason you think it's bigger. In my mind, I was thinking it was a bigger hole. Like I don't know why I just thought it was like there was room there for them to do things. Okay. Anyway, okay. there's not room. It comes out like it's coming out of your vagina. So they're pulling a baby out of this small, whole, small cut. And I'm just watching this going, why did they do this to me? Why did they do this to me? And why, why am I seeing this now? I, 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 I had baby fever. I'm not going to lie. And then I saw that and I was like, never again. I'm trying not to barf into my shirt. Literally. No, I was saying before that. No, before that. Before that, I was like oh, feeling okay. this baby fever. Like, I'm really ready for a second. Everybody's posting babies. I'm really excited. And then as I'm watching, it was like an envelope. It was like a watermelon coming out of an envelope. Like, oh, it just. Ooh. Ooh, I feel it. I feel it. And like it's a mailbox. A mailbox slit that an envelope goes into. We you pulled a. <laughs> I feel paper cuts. I, I feel I mean, watermelons oh. leaving my body. Why? Why did you? Am- your brain is so amazing. Your brain is so amazing to go like. I don't know. It just it just happened. They pulled out some of your stuff. Right. They pulled the kid out. They put it all back in and tied you up. Cool. And you're like, cool. I don't it happened. Want, I I think I've like suppressed those thoughts. I don't want to think about. Listen, when they said, "Okay, we're putting her uterus back in now," I went, mm-hmm. "What? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. What else did you take out?" And and they're like, they didn't answer me because I, I didn't really say that out loud. But I was thinking in my head, I was like, "What the fuck else is?" And I think Billy later on was like, "There was just like everything on the table," and I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, how did that all come out of this like four inch 
little bloke. It's a honey pie. Right. And then you, and I think about like, I don't know why I think about honey pie. I think about um, like whatever grade it was, fourth grade, fifth grade. When did you like dissect things? I don't know. Like oh. a frog. See, you I know what? I feel like shit. I saw that in movies. I don't know if I did that in real life. No, we did. We dissected a frog. We, we did, did a worm, a, a frog. What else did we do? I don't know. Like fourth, but I remember the grade. or six. We're probably like sixth, seventh sixth grade. Sixth grade. It probably was like sixth grade. Yeah. I remember the the frog specifically, and they had that smell of like formaldehyde. I remember that, and I remember thinking like, oh, this is so interesting, and this is cool, and this is the piece, and this, and and when I think about back to that now, I'm like, how did I? Is it different because it's an animal? Was I like? Is it different because it's dead? And now that I have blood, like I cannot imagine being a surgeon. You guys are beautiful, brilliant yeah. creatures, but like. Thank God for you because I have my baby. Yeah. But I, I never want to see that again. No, I never. And I think I saw that. I'm going to send it to you you're and not. I'll tell you what it is. That's fine. I'll just block your number. But you and block you on Instagram and block you from hitting the bottle. So that's fine. Just talk to yourself from now on. Fine. I'll just hop on every every Monday. Just hop on. And... Hey, guys. Hey. No, I, mean... I think I saw that and I was like, nope. And just. I did. It's oh, like I, what doesn't I didn't know it doesn't kill Serve you, you? <laughs> makes you less grossed out. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, it was so awful. I don't want to see that. No, thank you. No, thank you. Well, don't do it. I don't know. I don't know who did it. And good for you for posting that. It was. I think it was like a pre. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, listen. I'll probably watch it, but I, I am gonna watch it with like one eye closed, like that. Like yeah, I, I almost immediately was like, I'm going to throw up everywhere. Uh, I can't. Stop. Yeah. But like, listen uh, how fucking cool that is. That's how our babies got onto this earth, you know? Absolutely. It is so uh, cool. amazing. It just, I just, I just prefer it. remembering it as like a beautiful, right. like open up, like. Yeah. Cause we had a really, uh, there was like a door. Gorgeous experiences. So. <laughs> I just like I just rather want it to be a uh they like cut up a little do- like a like a my stomach was the um oh my god uh in Beetlejuice where they draw the door out and open yeah, it yeah so satisfying <laughs> I wanted that to be my stomach I wanted them okay. just to draw a little door and talk open it pull the baby out and put everything mm-hmm. back in that's what I that's what my brain was doing to me yeah you understand we we didn't want crappy birth stories we wanted crappy birth stories plus the full knowledge of it. I- acknowledgement of what um all the body parts that they took out of us because why not just round it all out i mean hey listen you put them back in i guess so thank you hope so all right so we are now going to listen to a spill the wine from kelsey who um is an amazing listener part of our community we love her so so much she had a baby during the pandemic Mm -hmm. Uh, i think she's like six months old now yeah she also has um a great instagram account uh, pandemic she parenting. Amazing that was pandemic yes. pregnancy, and now it's pandemic pandemic parenting. And um, yeah, I think everybody should follow it. We'll put it in our show notes though too tomorrow um, when yes. we when we make the post. I mean, yeah, tomorrow show notes and on a, yeah, in our Instagram. Yeah. Um, and so enjoy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try that again. I'm Kelsey and I am a first-time mom and I wanted to share what it was like being pregnant and giving birth during a pandemic. Yeah. I found out I was pregnant with our first child on Easter of 2020 and after my first ultrasound realized I was about one week pregnant when the world shut down due to COVID. Wow. With all the excitement of our first baby and the first grandchild on both sides, I realized this was not going to be the pregnancy or childbirth I had always envisioned. (laughs) I remember thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to have a COVID baby. I will say, working from home during my first trimester was a godsend. I could nap during the middle of the day, eat when I wanted to, and live in my leggings. (laughs) Another bonus was that my husband was home with me. He was able to see the ins and outs of my pregnancy that he ordinarily would have missed had we both been working in our regular settings. My pregnancy was thankfully a very normal one, except for the fact that for our first ultrasound, my husband had to stay in the car and we FaceTimed so he could see our baby for the first time. Oh my God. I tried to tell myself to be grateful for technology, but there was of course this sense of missing out and sadness. Our appointments continued this way with me going in alone until 20 weeks when he was finally able to come in with me. 
We limited the amount of exposure I had to stores and even seeing friends and family. I never really wanted a gender reveal party, but felt that with this pregnancy during the pandemic, we all needed something to celebrate. So we held a small gathering in our backyard with immediate family only, all masked and staying socially distant. I felt gypped that I couldn't aimlessly stroll the aisles of Target and TJ Maxx, picking out cute <laughs> part things for of her pregnancy. nursery and all the baby clothes. <laughs> the biggest part. But again, I told myself, all right, be grateful for technology and Amazon, but it just wasn't the same. I had two beautiful baby showers, one thrown by my mother and sister-in-law on Skype, and the other hosted by my mom and sisters, with 10 guests, all masked and socially distant. As my due date got closer, I really stopped leaving the house for fear of exposure. So I took nesting very seriously, and our hospital bags were packed and ready to go at about 37 weeks. <laughs> I took bump pictures every week, thanks to a recommendation from a girlfriend. Yes. And I'm glad I did, because so the glad. only person to actually see took my bump pictures. in person were my husband and immediate family. I wish I did. We understood the hospital Same. protocols and restrictions when our little lady decided to come eight days past her due date. Oh, girl, I get where it. Where we delivered, there were no visitors allowed. We couldn't leave our birthing room. Our baby would be rooming in with us because there was no nursery option. Wow. And my husband I, could leave I didn't once even think day, about that. but that was frowned upon. I delivered our baby girl in a mask, just as everyone else was in the room. Oh, my God. And it broke my heart that the first time my daughter would see our faces, we'd be masked. Our families understood the protocols, oh, but it was, of course, incredibly hard having to meet their first grandchild and niece over FaceTime. Having Molly in the room with us gave us little sleep, but it also kind of rocketed us into the reality of what having a newborn was like at night. So we stayed nice and cozy in our little bubble of a room, just the three of us. And looking back now, it really was such a bonding experience for mm -hmm. my new little family. Yeah. When we asked the doctors for their recommendations about family visiting... They suggested giving it a few weeks, but also that there was no playbook for having a baby during a pandemic. <laughs> so we made the decision to have Molly be a door baby for the first six to eight weeks of her life. <laughs> that also meant that we didn't have family over to help us during those really oh. hard newborn days. She really got to know her relatives over FaceTime. So now on top of being a COVID baby, she was already looking at screens. <laughs> Again, thankful for technology, but still gypped. And not having family over to help us was incredibly challenging, but it thrust us into parenthood very quickly. It wasn't that we didn't want our, their help. It was just out of pure safety for Molly and ourselves. Yeah, what new absolutely. mom doesn't want her mom around, you right. know? Ugh, Come to find yeah. out she was sick for the first month of her life. She was allergic to my breast milk. Uh, so we had to manage a very unhappy baby on our own with uh, no relief of handing her over to a grandparent. Oh it felt lonely and unfair, but we got familiar with our cries, diaper changes, and doing most things one-handed. We also really <laughs> held on to that bonding time as a new family of three. After that six-week mark, we invited family over. We asked that they get a COVID test, and as soon as they received a negative result, to either come over right after or to quarantine until they could. She has now met every family member and a few friends through the door and, of course, FaceTime. Molly is now almost three months old and has only left the house three a handful of times. So now I have a COVID baby who stares at screens and will most likely develop agoraphobia. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a mom and envisioned being surrounded by friends and family during my pregnancy and when my baby was born. This year was nothing like I expected, but it brought me my daughter and we really bonded as a family. It definitely hasn't been easy. I mean, I couldn't even drink during quarantine. <laughs> no, it's still no. But I like to think oh, that being a COVID baby will set Molly up to be a strong little lady. Oh, yeah. yes, it will. So there you go. Pandemic pregnancy, pandemic parenting, but I wouldn't change a thing. So cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, Kelsey. Oh. That's our first oh pandemic mama, I think. Oh, it's, Is it? I mean, it yeah. I mean, the the <clears throat> gasp that we both had that not having the nursery. Yeah. And then, but then she said the husband could leave once a day, but it wasn't encouraged. And I was like, well, at least, at least they let him stay. Cause I, we, Joe wasn't allowed to stay. I know. I'm still overnight. So confused by that. Well, I mean, it was fine, but. <laughs> It prepared me for other things, but, um, <laughs> but that's in that, what, you didn't even think about that. No, no, that when she's like, you couldn't, your baby couldn't go to the nurse or like, you just had to yeah. keep you three inside of the room. Like that is, 
huge and not huge for a lot of people, but it was, I think it was huge for you and me that we both agreed right off the bat when they're like, we can take your kid from 11 to five. What time we're like, yeah, see ya, you know, (laughs) good riddance because I need some rest. But I I know a couple moms who are like, no, 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 we kept them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that is, um, I didn't think about that. And then also, you know, mass while giving birth is something that you obviously assume, but when she said Molly couldn't see her mom and dad's face. Oh oh my God. From that moment on, I just had chills and like, Oh my God. It's so true. The, the one thing, I mean, they won't remember, thank God, but it 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 matters to you, you know? So, and I, I like, so Kelsey's going, here's, here's what I wanted it to be. And here's what it wasn't. And then immediately like is going, but we had this, like the, the fact that she's looked at the bright side through all of this, I mean, every time she just kept saying that, I was like, oh my God, she's just like amazing, like incredible to be able to go, yeah, this sucked. We didn't get this, but you know what? We had this bonding time together. Right. Hey, you know what else we had? Uh, you know, also this, your child has a, you know, there's a story like, yeah, <laughs> there's a story that she'll, you know, she'll carry with her for the rest of her life. I have this like thought of, and I wrote down like COVID babies, but I think that, yeah. you know, there's this. These kids who are who are born during this pandemic are going to have yeah. an a, a natural bonding with each other, even yeah. even not knowing anybody. But I mean, like this is yeah. a, a it's kind of its own like generation of um, yeah, uh, you know they call baby boomers, and that right. we like to think that that's ten years of baby boomers, but really the baby boomer generation is just like two years where people yeah. were born rapidly after each other Um, but I I feel like that's gonna stick with these kids for a really long time and it's gonna bond them together in a way that wouldn't be normal it's like everybody going to this one summer camp and then you you all depart and but you still talk to each other because you have this like one thing in common you know it's like this or like oh you're just gonna meet one kid and you're gonna be like you were a baby yeah yeah I mean you did it karate to you too I imagine like their their drink of choice is going to be Corona for the rest of their life. Corona, oh poor baby. Oh, it's so embarrassing. I can already see the stupid tags. That they do. But <laughs> they um, that is something though. I think that that will be very interesting because going to school together, they're all going to be from the same age, at least within the same year. And it's not like this was a three month window. This is going on for almost a year. So yeah, a lot of these kids yeah. in school will like that one class. Everybody will be a COVID baby. Oh yeah. Oh, which yeah. is so interesting yeah. to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think also when Kelsey says, like, who doesn't oh, want their mom around? Sorry. I know. No, were you oh, going to no, bounce just off that, that like, No, it just, like, blew my mind a little yeah. bit to be like, oh, my God, yeah, that entire class. Yeah. That entire year. Yeah. They're all going to be COVID babies. It's just going to be like all one year. Sad. Everybody was born in this year, right? It's so or everybody crazy. in that group is think was born in this born during in this yeah, yeah, yeah 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 oh my gosh crazy anyway yeah yeah it's yes wild. but the mom the mom comment was um uh, I mean I you don't think about how um you know how 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 much it means to you to have them there even for like like I I had uh help maybe the first five or six days I don't even think it was that it doesn't matter but I had help those first five or six days yeah like I can't even imagine not having anybody, not being able to have anybody too. I right, think it's right, 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 almost right. like even right. more, maybe not more frustrating, not being able to, but like yes. knowing you have somebody and not being they able. Can't. Yes, but I, I was also going to say like, except your husband or partner yeah. or whatever who doesn't have any idea what they're doing either. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you're all just like, what the fuck is supposed to? What are, right. Well, here we what go. What's supposed to be happening? Trial by fire, you know? <laughs> Trial by fire. <laughs> exactly, though. I mean, that's oh my a, gosh, Kelsey. That was, thank you, Kelsey, for, for sharing that with us. That was our first pandemic um, pregnancy, birth, from start oh. to finish situation, or story, I'm sorry, story that we've heard. So thank you, because, you know, Kelsey, as, as you mentioned, has been a great kind of follower with us since the beginning. So yeah, very and, cool to hear from her. And yeah, what a story. We talk about pan- parenting in the pandemic, mm-hmm. but I, it's we're doing this podcast during the pandemic, right. so it's like God to have more of these ty- types of stories that people are relating to. New moms, especially, are relating mm-hmm. to it so much right now. Right. Uh, I'm so glad we got to share this with people because I think that um, 
I think that so many people are going to relate to you, Kelsey. And I think that, you know, we relate to you and we didn't go through it. So, right. uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And we and, see you, uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I think that it's really important for us to, we say it a lot, like, and I think we don't say it so much on the podcast, but we do say it a lot. Like when we're, um, um, engaging with people that yeah. we speak to on social media and stuff. Like we see you, we hear you. But I think that um, for you, Kelsey, like we do, we do see you. And thank you for sharing your story with us because we had, you know, help here and there. But um, can't imagine, you know, no. this kind of time is is very different. So no. thanks for giving everybody um, yeah. a kind of insight You're killing to that. It. Yeah, You're killing it. You're yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're raising a strong little babe. Yeah. She's like, she's going to grow up and be a little COVID baby. Hell yeah, she, Hell is. Yeah, she is. They're probably going to get she's like some fucking like- weird sponsorship when they all grow up or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Wow. It's just such a weird thing to think about that they're all going to be. They are going. Corona is going to blow up in 21 years. Corona beer in 21 years is going to be like, bring us the babies. You're all 21. And Corona, thank you. If you're listening, you thank me. I mean, you heard it here. You're welcome. First. You heard it here first. I'm your marketing genius. Mm-hmm. Come to me in 21 years. I will be. Uh, yes, but let's sign the contract now. Uh, yeah, let's just do it now. Let's just uh, let me just tell you what you can do in 21 years. You pay me yeah, now, yeah. and I can go about my biz, mm-hmm. and then we can afford. Uh, I'll just pay for hitting the bottle, and we'll move on. And we'll move on. Um, Everybody will be great. Anyway, um, just give us a give us a, give us a, a, a what is that called? A, 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 a forward, a, 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 something that you give us before. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Uh, uh, what, what is do you call it? <laughs> like when somebody gives you a yes. Uh, f- uh, give me the money first. Give me the uh, money. An extension. That's the wrong sure. thing. Sure, it? it is. Uh, uh, not a stipend. No, no, that's the after. Like give somebody. This a... <laughs> doesn't even what the fuck. <laughs> They're all going. Uh, you dumbasses. Oh it's my god, what is word. the word though? I, we've never been able to not it's figure out a word a. together. Like both of our. It gives you a. Okay, when you get paid, you get like a, you get a, like when you write a book, you get like a foreword, you get like a, an advance. Advance! And on that note, for fuck's sake, shake your beverages. Not your fucking babies. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, leave that, leave that in. Okay. Mm. I'll get my child. I gotta go. Time to hit the bottle, Dad. <laughs>